Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the year of our Lord. The 31st of May, 2001. It's what we want to happen. A space odyssey. <laughs> S Club 7. Don't stop moving. Is still moving. <laughs> Also moving the SmackDown ratings, but they're moving downwards. I've, I've laughed ever since last week when you said it sounds like a threat. <laughs> Don't stop moving. Don't stop moving! <laughs> S Club 7, we're evil, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> R.E.M. Reveal. Still number one in the album charts. Uh, Dummy Returns is still number one. Single-handedly changing wrestling history and action moving history as well. Uh, the game of the week is Bejeweled. Hang on, two thousand and one that came out. It, was it a was it a, a WAP game at this point? A, a WAP from the top, make it drop. I'm, I'm sure some people would uh, agree you with see, you there. I am from the generation when I say WAP, I mean something very different to what, what do you mean? This you mean generation WAP? means I mean games I can download onto me Nokia. <laughs> Not a oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Now that's coming back. Bloody yeah. hell! Make it WAP meant. Can you please have it so I can play it on me Nokia? That's what, whap, that's what make it WAP used to mean in my day. I'm livid that Cardi B stole that from all of us. Bloody TikToks with the bloody, WAPs. Your bloody TikTokers getting your WAPs out, <laughs> doing your funny dances. And, I miss uh, Vine. <laughs> Such a tout. Oh, he's dropped tout in there. Look at you. Who do you think you are? WWE PR? <laughs> Three years after it's been relevant. <laughs> We've got this new thing called Tout. And I've often wondered, as it, well, I wonder as a child, what would happen if you switched on the news and there wasn't anything? The presenters just went, today there's no news. Oh, that like, famous. They just get up happen. and start dancing. They played music, didn't they? When that happened. Did it actually happen? Yo, yeah, yeah. Famously, like in the, in like the maybe the, in the 70s, 60s, potentially, where they went, there's no news today, so here's some music. Famously happened. Nice, quiet decade of the 60s. So all I've written here is Shrek released in theatres, which we already covered last week. 
Um, and Star Trek Voyager aired its series finale of a two-part episode Endgame, which is described as one of the best episodes of a week show. You and Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> Nothing else. And I even looked at other countries' pages of what happened in 2001. 2001 in Venezuela. Fuck all this week. <laughs> but hopefully there's more in the wonderful, wonderful world of wrestling no. for us to be sink our teeth into. You're listening to the dulcet tones of Matthew, the wonderful, boisterous loudness of Tom. Together, we are the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review. Together Tom, forever and never to part. I'm fine, right? Um, the washing machine has been broken for two weeks at our place. Oh, no. So, And it broke just as our landlord went on holiday. <laughs> So we're waiting for that them to That sounds like get, a coincidence to me, uh, Tom. Every time something breaks, they're on holiday. Um, so that's been a nuisance during the heat wave. Mm. <laughs> but it could always be worse. We have got. We, we are talking to you off the back of the two hottest days of all time in the UK. How did you cope during uh, the great not. heat wave of 2022? You know what? During the day, it's fine. I'm not ginger. I have sun lotion. I can walk around. I've got shorts. You right. know, someone's, so someone's doing all right. So it's like, okay, this so just cut holes in your trousers like the rest of us right, scrubs. Right, right. <laughs> so we're going, you know what? This isn't that bad. Getting to sleep that I still haven't dealt with because my body is like, all right, take all of those layers you've got off. Sasquatch. I'm like, I've got one sheet on me. <laughs> and even then, I've like, so I got like one of those weighted uh, duvets, you have. Uh, weighted blankets because I'm one of those people. Mm. Uh, but even then, I'm putting that on. I'm going, oh, no, too much. Too much. Too much no. weight. So now I've just started putting it like on my feet and my ankles, just just a bit. Just, just, just a, little a bit, bit as coverage. a treat. A bit of weight. <laughs> and my body's just like, what are you doing? Are you just trying to sleep with stuff on your ankles? Like, did you miss your entire body? <laughs> I'm like, no, shut up, brain. And it's just not work. So I haven't got a lot of sleep, which is obviously necessary for existing. And mm -hmm. um, I will hopefully deal with this by getting uh, a fan because I... Have you not got a fan? No, I've been opening my window and then going... Oh, that's, that's like... Well, there's no than... breeze whatsoever. So that did nothing. Nice. I might as well have a painted wall in my room. It's like WWE so... post-releases. No breeze. Thank you very much. There's some breeze there. There, yeah, there Blow, we go. Blowing the dumb. Blow... Oh, I'm feeling cool already. <laughs> I think the thing is, right, and, and Americans don't really get why the, the heat wave has been such a nightmare in the UK, right? Because they just go, it's just warm, like it's warm in Orlando. But here's the thing, right? Uh, UK homes don't come with aircon as standard because it's so fucking cold here. If anything, homes are built in the UK to keep the heat in because it's so fucking cold here. And my home, I don't know about yours, Math, my home did a bang-up job of keeping the heat in oh. over the last two days, three, three days. It's done the 10 on 10 best job keeping oh, the heat in. Uh, my... my my flat was working for two. It kept the heat in and it kept the mold in. Oh. What a hard working oh, house. Right. Uh, no, the, the Americans do understand the English situation. They're, they just don't understand why we're not drinking more. Bawawata to keep ourselves cool. <laughs> what are you having a cup of tea for? <laughs> but obviously we've had... Um... We've had our boy at home. Well, obviously, Pablo's at home, and, and Pablo's not a big fan of when it gets too... Well, I say he's not a fan of when it gets too hot. We put all these things in place for him, little coolie mats, little fans oh, in the spare room, and all this stuff. One. He's always just a fucking gun. And uh, he just chooses just to lie in the direct sunlight all day long and then complain that he's hot, the little shit. Uh, and But you can't have the windows like cracked wide open. Not that it would have made a massive amount of difference. 
Because every time the window's wide open, he thinks, oh, this is a little jumping out point. How wonderful. I'm going to leap to my death. So we, we've got to have the windows open just a bit. And uh, just so he doesn't think, oh, this is my time to learn, if, see if I can fly or not. What a time. Otherwise, it, it amuses me the idea of you opening the window like slightly ajar and Pablo from like the other side of the room goes, yay! Yes, he does! Freedom! He does! There's some, like, there was, on the on the Tuesday, when I was at home Tuesday afternoon, he was asleep on the bed in the, in the in the, in our room. He likes to sleep on the bed because the sun comes in. He likes to lie there. So, okay, this is a great opportunity, actually. I'm going to just crack open the veranda doors, see if I can let anything in. Like, crack them wide open. And literally, as soon as the door opened, he was just like, by the door. Whoa, yeah! No! Tope con, hello! <laughs> Tope con, meow! <laughs> you little bastard. Uh, but the, um, yeah, it's just been ridiculous. We've got, we've got a, a fan that you put cold water in, and in theory, it blows cold air out, but it's just been blowing the same warm air around the house. It's been a joy. But you know what? Good. It wouldn't be Britain if we weren't talking about the weather. Because that's well, kind we of what we do. We have nothing else to talk about in the bit. Um, you know what? This is why Snoopy played tennis. Because <laughs> it was too hot in the doggos. <laughs> there we go. Bring it back round. I'm trying to think what else has happened this week that's of... Uh, in 2001. Of, of any, I mean, no, I mean more oh. so, more so in like this week in the real world. Uh, we literally, like, the washing machine's broken. There's been a heat wave. That's kind of been the highlight of our week. Um, we watched the Lionesses on Wednesday night. That's good. England in the semi-finals of the oh, Euros. Yeah. Come on. I thought my actual Lionesses, like <laughs> they were, they were actual Lionesses. They were roared. It's like, are they, are they taking? advantage of the fact that the Japanese penguins and otters are being fed crap fish in a right and it's like and here we have the lionesses <laughs> hang on wasn't there penguins here might, no 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 the story behind them I didn't I didn't read that part of the here's blurb. some well fed and stuffed lionesses <laughs> oh bloody hell they picked up a penguin bloody stray came out this week on the PS4 I'm never so excited for a game stray stray by Shakespeare's system <laughs> You'd better hope and pray that you're making your own world. You better make that food and it better be wet or I'm not eating it. John, I want Shakespeare's sister, but they're cats. Just in the event that one day I get to interview them and I can just share that with them with no context. me. No. <laughs> I was going to say more. That was going to be a Ryback oh. appearance. Oh, no. Stray it is... It goes to a cat eating potato chips in Zoom. <laughs> it's, um, it's the PS4 game starring where you play as a cat. I've only seen... Oh, it's beautiful. I only know it exists because people recording vid uh, reactions from their cats reacting to an online cat and going for it and getting caught in that Plato's Cave situation and going, <laughs> but it's there, but it's not there. Yeah. And just this, you know, the cat's brain trying to figure out. Because Pablo, Pablo did the same thing when I had it on, and he was, uh, I didn't film it, but obviously in the game, there's like, you just press circle to meow. So he's meowing, so Pablo's like, who's this? And then he can see the cat, and then he's doing that thing where he's pouring the screen, yeah. going, I don't understand. And then, bless him, he had a little light bulb moment, and I love him, I love him for this. Like, he does my head in sometimes, but I love him. Because he was pouring, he was like, he went behind the telly. <laughs> oh. He went behind the telly. I was like, aha. Oh. So for cats, this is like 
the really, really early uh, first film, or the, the urban myth around that, one of the first things, not only the first first things, but one of the first things in general that's still kept around that was shown in little get-togethers that would be known as cinemas was the footage of a train coming towards... Yeah! And again, urban myth, and people have like taken issue with this because like, that's not the case. Like People saw that and went, ah! <laughs> as if people in 1890 went, somehow that train is coming through that wall. <laughs> that black and white train that is yay big. <laughs> it's somehow coming towards us in this color world. Run, Margaret, it's going to run over our toes. <laughs> It's got like Feathers McGraw in the wrong trousers. Like, what are we talking about here? This show in the is years, rich. in the decades before intelligence, apparently. It was presented back yay back when people just thick as pig shit because like, well, they didn't is, have the internet. To be fair, it's only like when when that first aired, we were like what 60, 70 years up prior using leeches to cure <laughs> sickness. See, this is just anti. And the 1800 discrimination. <laughs> Sorry. Queen Victoria will hear about what, this. What are you going to do? Drain one of my four humours? Fuck off. <laughs> I think you've got that thing that needs remove. Uh, we can remove from your brain with this big old thing. <laughs> oh, that's depressing, actually. What was happening in wrestling, Tom? <laughs> Before we get to that, Matthew oh, Craig. There's a, there's a prelude to the prelude. There's a prelude to the prelude. Uh, last week... We launched on the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review our brand new email address. Classic at cultaholic.com is how you can reach out to the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review. I'm half expecting Tom to go, and that's the only news we have because no one's used it. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, lots of people have used oh, it. Oh, thank Christ. Thank you so much to like people that just stuffed my inbox with stuff that I've had to sit and really go through because now, <laughs> really? I'm, at, oh, that's now great. I'm at the victim of my own... Of, of our own success here because I've got people sending me callbacks and throwbacks to episodes. I'm going, oh, right, done. you've done everything I've asked you to do where you've given me the episode number and told me what it was and they're asking me about it and I'm like, oh, shit. So, oh, let's go for it. Let's go for Victor, it. Okay, so obviously some are for the classic Raw review, some for the oh, classic yeah. Nitro review, but the majority are for the classic SmackDown review. Mm. So I'm going to do a couple of the choice ones here um, and we will start off uh, with Jack McMorrow who's a big fan. He wants to basically say thank you for the oh, call. I've got a bone to pick with him. Have you? Oh. It's not quite work, does it? Um, I believe Matthew went to uni with one of our hosts at the show Give Me a Whole Year, a guy called Dom. There you go. Give me a whole year. The podcast Give Me a Whole Year. It's a big shout to them Dom. who got in touch. Have a think on that for next week. Dom? Mm. Dom. I feel gutted for Dom. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I am sorry. gutted for Dom. <laughs> I knew a few Doms in uh, Preston. Oh, yeah, um, just let that one linger, I guess. But uh, I'm gutted for Dom. I'm giving you a whole year. We all love Dom. Dom. And Math is like, I do know, like denying him, like Judas to deny no, Jesus. No. <laughs> oh, I love being compared to Judas first thing <laughs> bastard morning. <laughs> yeah, let me say, I do not know him. I do not know him. <laughs> right. Well, they said their oh. love. Thank you. They said they love. Please send an email clarifying who and maybe a photo. <laughs> uh, Adam Tool has reached out saying, "Dear beauties, you oh. brought up the voice actors for Gex on the classic yes, SmackDown review. I remember that one. And referred to the American voice actor as quote some yank. That yank just so happens to be my dad. No, no, it's not what it says. Um, <laughs> That'd be amazing. That yank just so happened to be Dana Gould." a well-known comedian who also worked as a writer for The Simpsons for seven years, during Wait, which... which years? 
during which he wrote six episodes. One of the episodes that he wrote was Goo Goo Guy Pen. And it's the episode <laughs> where Selma adopts a Chinese girl. <laughs> Math dead. That's <laughs> That's a defense. Google Guy Pen is the episode. Blah, 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 blah. Where Selma adopts a Chinese girl. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? You just make that up. It was based around Gould's own experiences with his then wife, <laughs> as they had adopted three girls all from China. He's also been working stand up comedy for 40 years <laughs> and even appeared in an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Doing what? <laughs> I don't know. Keep up the lovely nonsense. Uh, <laughs> Adam from Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, God. All right, Dana Gold, who played a boom mic on Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that, pal. <laughs> yeah, how could I possibly compare to Danny Jules or the man who did like 900 films in British cinema? <laughs> the, 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 the bells of St. Vincent and freaking carry on. Okay. Back, and then he played the train. <laughs> In 1895. Yeah, sorry about that, Dana. <laughs> Everyone was scared of him coming towards them. Yeah. <laughs> this is finished him off. This is lovely. It's normally, you know, that episode. It's, we're like, what the hell are you talking about? It's normally me that loses my shit early on. This is excellent. Oh, the mailbag so far has been oh. a, a resounding success. Oh, God, it's great. You've, you've dismissed Dom from uni. I went to uni with and, Dana Gold. And, and you've slagged off Dana Gold. <laughs> Oh, God. Right. Travis Pritchard's been in touch. Hiya, Travis. Hello, Travis. Um, with with uh, some, some bits and pieces. Uh, I've just also been sent a picture of... Ah, oh, that's nice. Of Buddy Murphy and Rhea Ripley. Um, oh. not, not related to this. Travis Pritchard. Um, hey, guys. I was writing in because I have a question. But before I do, I wanted to say thanks. As someone who only really started getting into wrestling in late in life... Most of my elementary school bullies were huge Stone Cold Steve Austin and or WCW fans. You went to school with some shitty people, which I'm sure you can imagine really incentivized me to try and get into wrestling. I wanted you all to know how very much I appreciate the classic oh. podcasts and how they help me to understand wrestling of the eras or to contextualize various wild stories I've heard about wacky and over-the-top wrestling storylines. I don't know how we help. I also work as a I also work a bit of a drudge job. So having something entertaining and wild to listen to helps the hours go by semi-productively. Also, I'm so glad that Pablo came home safe and sound in the end. Thank you very much. Aww. I get that because when I was when I, long before the cultaholic dream, I used to work in a warehouse uh, packing light switch boxes, yeah. and I and podcasts were very much a saving grace. Mm. Um, so I hear I hear this, Travis. Thank you. Now, with the sincerity out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Gold is a fucking... <laughs> no, no, it's not about Dana Gold. Uh, with the sincerity out of the way, an important question about the kingdom's favourite wrestler, the British Bulldog. Ah, oh, yes. As a stupid and ignorant American... <laughs> They said it, not me. I often fail to understand many of the very, very British references you all make. Sorry, y'all make. Greg's Sausage Rolls, Dennis Norden, that one curry restaurant monarchy but in between stuffing hamburgers into my mouth and spelling words without using them <laughs> i like travis wow. i genuinely generally cannot work out what makes i generally can work out what makes them comical through context clues and laugh along with your podcast anyway but there's a major exception to this and it's to do with the british bulldogs messy falling out with the Hart family can Go on. could you explain what exactly is so hilarious 
about Brett insinuating that if it were not for them, the bulldog would be labouring down the Wigan mines. <laughs> and if possible, could you do it in the voice and manner of Dennis Norden? <laughs> Thanks we're not, we're not going to make it to SmackDown. Thanks for everything either way and oh. for helping nurture my slowly budding and growing love for professional oh, wrestling. <laughs> Have a good week and good health, Travis Pritchard. Right. So we tried, we touched on this on the Classic Raw review. We read a bit of this message on the Classic Raw review. I thought this is best saved for me and thee. Um, now, it's the, the comedy is the, 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 the presence of. Who's all, talking now? <laughs> the thing is. The hilarity is. He never worked down the Wigan Mines the, in the first place. Yeah, that the Wigan Mines had been shut. <laughs> By Since Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> who won a loser must close their pit match. <laughs> they stopped. They stopped mining in Wigan in the mid nineties. Against Monty Moore. <laughs> <laughs> now, when we mentioned, so so basically, there were, there were mines in Wigan where people used to mine for coal. Thatcher shut them down. Uh, in the mid-90s, they stopped doing it. Now, we briefly mentioned this on the Raw podcast, and thank you very oh. much to Chris on Twitter, who has who genuinely made me chuckle with his response because of the mental image it pulled up. He went, they were in fact coal mines in Wigan, but apparently they stopped the mining in the mid-90s. It would have meant the bulldog would just be on his own down a hole, wondering where all the pickaxes are. <laughs> And now we go live to the British Bulldog. This first day, yeah. This is the this is the British Bulldog, and I'm going to be in this mine tonight, whether I want to or not, with my pickaxe and my burger in one hand, free with the Daily Mirror. <laughs> Take a big bite out of mining. <laughs> Take a big bite out of mining. Dig, dig, eat, eat. That's my game. I like how Matthew Gregg's portfolio of catchphrases are two words said twice. <laughs> it's a winning what formula. Moo moo. Dig, dig, eat, eat. Rinse, repeat. Like uh, the British Bulldog and steroid. It's a winning formula, Tom. Uh, Dan Rushby. Hello, mate. Hi, guys. Hope you're well. Love all the stuff you guys put out on the podcast feed. Every single classic oh, review gets listened geez. to multiple times. Bloody hell. And I adore, well, the random, layers, I adore the random tangents you guys make. They're like oh, shit thank, onions. Thank Christ. My point is a quick one based on a discussion you had on episode 93. What is your opinion on the upcoming 1PW shows? I know, wait. I know oh, Matthew sorry. has briefly touched upon it <laughs> when they were first announced during the main podcast, oh. but they have since added even more overseas talent, as well as getting many UK talent involved to mix it up with them. Uh, I feel these shows can be used to put over new talent and wrestlers who are less known to a US audience. I was curious, due to your view on companies like Five Star, maybe the original 1PW, what your views are. Keep guys, cheers guys. Keep up the good work. The chemistry is literally incredible. All the best, Dan. P.S. Tom, you replied to me on Instagram a few times, and I've sent you random things. I thank you for that. It's little things that sometimes make my day. My girlfriend has said the same before too. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, thank you for being such a kind soul. Sorry, Math. Tom's just a fucking sweetheart, mate. Ha ha. Peace sign. <laughs> 
I love it. Right. Matthew, you're crap. Peace sign. No, Matthew, don't be like Matthew no, Gregory, what is your opinion on One PW? I love you said, I think the new up and coming wrestlers, like what, Mark Haskins, who's been doing it for <laughs> 20 years. Hot new prospect, Mark Haskins. Hot new prospects. He's very good. Rob Van Dam. Uh, the US audiences will be, are they? I didn't think the US audiences gave a hoot. Gave it, what's a 1PW? I'm sure they're saying. dub yeah, I mean, it, obviously, if this American, uh, him and his mate Dana Gold, uh, they can watch it and let us know all about the great stuff. Uh, if they've got enough time left over, they can watch WES. <laughs> um, it's because 1PW exploded uh, over a period of several years in popularity. <laughs> and then after a few more years, it just exploded <laughs> in front of audiences of literally dozens and became this punchline. So the fact that we'd be coming back after the boom period of UK and Irish wrestling. Mm. And, you know, because Triple H helped. Well, he was one of the many, many reasons. It was Death by a Thousand Paper Cuts. And now, fantastic. It's never been a better time to the world of European independent professional wrestling to bring back an already damaged brand. However, given the size and scale of the event and given the sheer amount of talent they've announced, a lot of people looking at it, it might as well be a new promotion for a lot of people. Because mm. the people that do remember 1PW are like, hey, remember that? And people are like, no, but look all the stars they've got. Yeah. And like I said, it's under even newer management than the previous time. Rather like when a dodgy kebab shop gets a zero-star rating, they just change the, <laughs> the ownership and the logo. Under and new go, management. We haven't even cleaned up, but it's new management. <laughs> so hopefully that explains things. But you know what? Chances are it'll be all right. Do you think that it, the fact that it's happening in the same sort of stratosphere as... Um, WES happened, is that a benefit or a hindrance? Well, yeah, because it's still happening. So people mm. are like, well, it's not as bad as WES. Mm. And 1PW shows did go on near the end. They weren't, they didn't even resemble the announced card, but at least they did run. They did it, I, yeah. guess, that, I guess that's a positive. At least the at least the shows actually happened. Yeah. So for the experience, of course, like I said, I will look silly because it is a brand new 1PW choosing what most people who know about it, a, a battered brand. But I guess if you don't know it, then it's just a company. And speaking of which, I look at that episode. I do remember the episode. It's yeah, it's where Selma goes to, to China, and uh, what, it's not, the classic SmackDown. <laughs> it, it's not available in China because of many things like that. Tom, do you have a look at the Wikipedia? China and Hong Kong not not really uh, thrilled with them reenacting um, the Tiananmen Square massacre in Beijing. With <laughs> sir. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. All those later day Simpsons go to different country thoughts. They're crap. We They're have, all crap. We have one more to oh, read, sorry, and then we'll, then we'll bang up to date. The Simpsons go to 1PW. Come uh, soon. Jonathan Strachan. Thank you, Jonathan. Hello. Um, right. A classic Smackdown review regarding dumping on croc. <laughs> I, did we dump no, on croc? No, be me. For you, because I quite like Croc. I said something like, going, like, you want Gex, but you get Croc. Yeah, because I quite like... Kapow! Gex wasn't even, like, top tier in, <laughs> in terms of platforming. But still better than Croc. A platformer with Resident Evil tank controls. I mean, the tank controls That's it, was like, quite difficult. If it was, if the controls were less tank-esque, probably been all right. And also the Sega Saturn version had the bug where occasionally his, his head wouldn't load. Oh, Christ. The headless croc. 
Um, Jonathan Strachan says, you can definitely talk crap about Croc compared to Gex for its horrible rotational controls, hey, dodgy platforming, and yep. YoshiOffWish.com, or we have Yoshi at home design, yep. but the soundtrack is glorious, and that it is. And he's given us a link to it, but we know how it sounds. Side note, <laughs> in case you need an excuse to go off on a magic ta- massive tangent, wow. yeah, because we haven't done that yet, uh, Croc was pitched as a Yoshi game, but Nintendo weren't interested. That's right. <laughs> Nintendo ended up going with a different 3D mascot-based platform game named Mario 64. It's a moderate success. Croc was made by Argonaut Games, previously enjoyed a good relationship with Nintendo. This changed when Nintendo decided to cancel the almost completed Star Fox 2 for the SNES so they could rip it off for the next-gen Lilac Wars and also said they weren't interested in this Yoshi game, having previously been full of praise for the project. Star Fox 2 was released officially on the Super NES Classic, it was, and Switch's online portfolio of games in late 2010s. Now, although Argonaut Games died a while ago, some of the devs founded Rocksteady Games and made the Batman Arkham series, where you play as Batman with tank controls. Uh, For potential good news on Gex, Embracer Group bought a lot of Square Enix Western Studios, Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal in May, and said the IPs owned by them were ripe for sequels. Crystal Dynamics are waist deep into making a new Tomb Raider game on Unreal Engine 5, so they probably wouldn't be the lead developer, but it's something that could happen. PS1 classics like Tony Hawk and Spyro have brilliant remakes, so fingers crossed for a Gex revival. The idea of Gex being made in Unreal 5 is an amazing thing. <laughs> with Dana Gold, with, with Dana Gold doing the voice. Like I said, remade. <laughs> he played a boom mic in Seinfeld, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Played, played a fire hydrant on Arrested Development. <laughs> what a great actor. <laughs> we all have. Thank you very much for those lovely emails and thoughts. Where can people send these to, Tom? Classic at cultaholic.com. We'll do yeah. some more next week. They were indeed classic. Jesus Christ. Thank yeah. you very much. I like how like the majority of them are about Gex. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about no, SmackDown. All about fucking Gex and Croc. <laughs> right, so. Speaking of Croc. Here's a crock of something or other. Right, WWF really fucked here. Um, so June 30th house show in San Francisco's Cow Palace, somewhere they've run many times before. I love that name, by the way, it's the good, Cow Palace. It's good, isn't it? Uh, one thing it won't be having in its palace is wrestling, because they've cancelled the house show due to low ticket sales this week. In today's environment, says Dave in the Wrestling Observer, most of the tickets are sold in the first week, and if things don't look good that week, they're not going to look good six weeks later. The fact that a show on a Saturday night in the fourth largest market in the country was cancelled should tell you how much the product has cooled off recently. They also cancelled the June the third show at the Midwest Wireless Center in Mancanto, MN, and the June 3rd show in Duluth at the DECC. So they're canceling house shows left, but, right, wait, wait, and center. Just to obviously interrupt the, the Cow Palace for a house show. The yeah. Cow Palace, there was to be held Super Brawl last year at that event. They do like mega house shows sometimes in arenas, don't they? When business is hot. That yeah. just seems, uh, yeah, hey, we'll have to cancel these house shows because they're at massive arenas. Business is very cool at the yeah. moment. Yeah, like, oh, sorry, you can't have 10,000 people at the house show because everyone else is injured. Come see Rikki. Oh, I can't even see him now. Anyway, so carry on. So business is on its arse because the product is stale. So yeah. they hit the panic button on Monday. Not Russo. No, no, oh, no. Okay. They hit the panic button on Monday as a last-minute decision uh, was made to have Lance Storm who was in the area because it was Canada, uh-huh. uh, meet with Jim Ross and work a, work a, a, little, a little thing on Monday Night Raw. Okay. And this led to Lance Storm 
as a WCW contracted employee turning up on Monday Night Raw to kick off the invasion. It begins in earnest here. They decided, says Dave Meltzer, they needed to pull the trigger on the invasion and start firing shots, especially after Shane promised on last week's show that WCW would be starting up sooner than everyone expected. Uh, Whereby the truth is, there is no news about a WCW relaunch taking place anytime soon. There's still no TV deal. There's still no top name signed. And everything is going to be a holding pattern until after King of the Ring. But So what they're going to do now is just use this time to basically push the WCW guys on, WC, on WWF television yeah. to kind of make them household names as best they possibly can. Yeah. Wow, we need new stars. <laughs> wow, we just signed a whole load of WCW guys. Yep, makes sense to me. The, the talent situation with WCW has taken a turn for the better, though, because we talked before about how oh, they've got no stars in the company. They've got nobody signed up yep. that's of any value. Uh, Booker T has become oh. the first former WCW headliner to sign his Time Warner release and open himself up to negotiations with the WWF. Several other names are very close to signing but haven't put pen to paper yet. Buff Bagwell. We don't want buff stuff here. Uh, three months later. Mm. Buff! Get on in here, Buff Daddy. He's expected to sign with the WWF very shortly because his contract expires with WCW on June the 24th. Um, just they two- don't want the guy who runs his Twitter account. No. <laughs> I don't think anybody does now. Rob Van Dam was faxed a WWF contract whilst working a Windy City wrestling show, but he's still looking over with it with his attorneys. God, Windy City was going at this point. Uh-huh. So that's looking a bit healthier now, isn't it? Booker yep. T, Buff Bagwell, Lance Storm, Rob Van Dam. Lots of TV rumors, uh, including stories that WWF have talked with Time Warner about airing a WCW show on TBS. Like, no, that's no, where we're at. No, can't be. No, that's that. can't be. WWF sources are denying that this happened uh, because WWF's contract with Viacom states they cannot provide programming for other non-Viacom networks. Right. Uh, however, a few weeks back, the rumor was out that WWF was looking to get back on the USA network, despite the fact that it would make little sense financially. WWF's ratings on TNN are down, but USA was paying them the neighborhood of $100,000 per episode, while Viacom is paying them $500,000 an episode. WWF isn't about to try and get out of their Viacom contract so they can make $20 million less per year on USA. Now, one source does believe that when WWF bought WCW, not only did they put a no-compete clause in the contract to stop Time Warner from signing a new wrestling group up, but they also put a clause in to stop them from airing rival wrestling programming on their networks for several years years so there's gonna be no wrestling on turner but i again it's a weird clause to put in because the whole the funniest part about all this is that the reason that wcw has gone for a song is because turner don't want wrestling on their network anymore so the idea that they went right we'll have it but you can't have any wrestling and like we don't want any wrestling anyway yeah and then and then for them to apparently go wrestling nah, again the, it's it's rumor and innuendo even with the low low standards of wrestling never say never the fact we've got buff bagwell in the last paragraph that, that literally makes no sense it makes literally impossible sense. that's that's look that's one of the reasons why people look at dave and go all right these nine stories is some truth to it but this one mm. come on mm. what's we talking to you know itv <laughs> they this week they're also talking to ken shamrock Hi, Ken. How are you doing? Uh, basically, WWF have begun negotiations with a Shamrock return this week. He suffered a neck injury a few months back, then injured himself in training. <laughs> Silly bean. 
and uh, they and appears to have come to the realization that his fighting days in the UFC and MMA world are very much behind him. But he's got to make some money. He's got a built-in feud, says Dave, with Kurt Angle waiting for him over the yeah. ankle lock submission. What a world that! What a multiverse idea that is of Ken Shamrock Kurt Angle feud. I'd be down for that. That'd have been incredible. I don't think yeah. would it, it save business. Nah, but I'd like to see it. Likewise, did we? We never even got that one time. It's a shame, yeah. but. Yeah, Shamrock's a fascinating guy, and it's uh, it is true here. He was never the same um, UFC or MMA person he was before he went to WF. Yes, so not going to WF for many years will destroy your body. And you know, Father Time's undefeated anyway. Mm. But it is funny to say, oh yeah, Shamrock's not going to be making any impressions in the UFC. Literally before him and Tito put on the highest buy rate they ever got up until that point. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what we're yeah. looking at, and that is what we are looking at. Uh, so, whether Shamrock will come back, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? And he's never come back. Not no. even when they do these Attitude Era stuff or documentaries. They don't even bring him back for Saudi Arabia. I don't get it, especially when it's he's so done Impact odd. and all these other things there. I don't know why they don't go to him. Mm. It's always Jared or Goldberg or whatever. It's so very it's, odd. And he's like, Shamrock's here, and he's relatively, well, he's right into his gills, obviously, but he's like, yeah. you know, that's healthy by wrestling standards. Don't get it. Don't know what he did to annoy them. Very, very peculiar times. Um, China is backstage at SmackDown this week. That's very interesting. Uh, oh, no, wait, no. She's still with the company. That's not that. <laughs> the news is she's there. But what's weird is who else is backstage <laughs> with her, which is Barry Bloom, Uh-oh. who is the agent that sued China for commissions that his agency feels that she still owes him. So Barry Bloom oh. is backstage and China is as well. Now, I don't know why... They're there, to, they're there together or what? But they're there. Chavo Guerrero and Juventud Guerrero also backstage as well. No interest at the moment in Juventud Guerrero. Uh, for Juventud w, Guerrero. For Guerrero, sorry, for W. I would do that. For WWF. Um, but certainly interest in Chavo, who we will see as part of the invasion. Yeah, Chavo had a very long and lengthy run. Some Girthy ups, runs. Lots of downs. Juventud would have a... Well, we'll get to that if we're lucky. <laughs> uh, there's a few other little bits and pieces that we can touch on as the show goes on. Uh, but those are your notes for this week in the wrestling. This bloody week in the wrestling. Bloody hell. So, and let's have a look at what we have for this week on this lovely episode of SmackDown. So last we? SmackDown in May yeah. in the year of our Lord. Last Monday, Jericho wants Austin in a match for the WF title right now. Or tonight. <laughs> or whenever. Whichever is more convenient. Vince makes it Jericho versus Big Show instead for Fatty's hardcore title. Jericho wins. Uh, Benoit also wants a match with Austin, so he gets Rhino. <laughs> Obviously. The, the battle of the two tiny Canadians is won when Benoit convert, uh, converts a gore into a crossface. Blimey. Vince is impressed with both men, so gives the shot to Benoit. He was that bit more impressive. Crossface gets locked in on Austin, but Vince gets Austin in the ropes. So there's a rope break and boos from the crowd. Austin manages to get the crossface on Benoit instead, and Vincent Mann rings the bell with no tap out. Screw job, 2001. Screw job in this neck of the woods. Uh, No, screw job, 2001. I've written here, not the year it occurred, but the 2001st time we've seen this on TV since it happened. I thought that would have got a better reaction. Go fuck yourself, Tom. Benoit decides <laughs> to apply the cross face on Vince. I liked it. It's it a little subtle one. Oh, I got that gentleman's chuckle. <laughs> well, Vince said, well, Chris locks in the lion salt on Austin, and it is all systems go on those rockets up Jericho and Benoit's asses. 
Widdy wee, widdy woo. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada is our destination tonight. White hot Edmonton, Alberta, oh, Canada. Oh, God, well. are they hot? And they are on the UPN network, a.k.a. the Shasta McNasty network. <laughs> WF Tag Team Champion Jericho is here to a giant pop and also Benoit to an even bigger pop. Probably because of the Oilers jersey he's wearing. It's oh, a, it's yeah. It's an oily jersey. I'm sure he given it a wash before he put it on. <laughs> I see what you did there. Cole says this arena hasn't heard a pop like this since Gretzky retired. <laughs> well, it was a nice pop. Thanks, Cole. Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> anyway, both men got big pops and just stand there absorbing them like Leafs taking in carbon dioxide. <laughs> Benoit, Benoit. Those Leafs chant as they produce oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> Jer- I'm painting a picture here Jericho says he's realised on Raw they really enjoyed being up Austin and Vince so much that they are sad that they couldn't challenge Triple H for another six months or oh, that new team of Rock and Goldberg <laughs> oh my god this is say that. something that Dave talked about a few weeks yes ago. that's a throwback Jesus so they challenge thing. Austin and Vince for a match tonight instead Benoit says he knows Austin is back there hiding behind the power of the company, but he wants to welcome Austin into this building where a bunch of Canadian stuff for mega Canadian pops happens. And I've just put here to summarize where Wolverine beats Sabretooth in the NHL Hockey <laughs> Team Cup. <laughs> it says it, by the way, I googled best Canadian video game characters and the number two result was Bigfoot. Fucking hell. <laughs> <Video> <laughs> Vinnie Mac appears and thanks the crowd for their lovely response. They chant asshole in Canadian. Uh, also, there's a weird reverb, like they try to enhance an already loud chant. Vince is happy with the challenge, but he wants Jericho to go one-on-one against something Canadian, sorry, something Canada has never had. A true Olympic champion, like Kurt Angle. Ah, nice. Vince says he'd beat Benoit near Bother Pal. And Benoit's like, I'd fucking kill you. <laughs> so the crowd chants his name out of fear. <laughs> Benoit's not getting a shot against Austin because he has the night off. Oh, wait, here's Austin. Glass smash. <laughs> he doesn't want the night off because all the people have said since last time he wrestled Benoit, uh, it doesn't matter because they interrupt him, is that you can't beat Benoit all stone cold. So this champ of champions who don't care about no sissy hockey players, the man's man, will take on Benoit tonight, tonight. Listen to him, tonight, so he can make it two victories. Two, don't talk to Vince. Vinny is a bit mad at Austin's irrational nature. Uh, just wait until he asks him to lose to Lesnar. <laughs> uh, it kind of feels like a bit of a babyface thing for for Austin to do, to go like, "Hey, I'll want to, you know, sissy Canadians. I'll I'll beat you tonight. I'll give you a match." I, he's I, a fighting I, champ, but but he's saying that because he knows he's got yeah Austin as a album. I'd say, but anyway, yeah, very successful in Operation Get Jericho Benoit over after TLC yeah. three last week. Uh, and now they're in Canada land, getting giant fucking pops. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment. You can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now it's time for Edge versus Kane, the IC title. Do you know where Christian is tonight? Where is Christian? He's on his honeymoon. Oh, no, he's still dead because from TLC3 and all the bumps he took. That and two, but he also got married to his long-term girlfriend Denise on the 25th of May. Oh, it's still, it's they met two years ago in England and have been together ever since. Oh, blimey, governor. Oh. Oh. Now, they were very nervous about Edge getting cheered in Canada. So they got around this by Edge coming out before the, before the show started and just slagging off Canada. Mm-hmm. And they edited it all off TV, so no one saw it. So they just assumed that Edge is just a baddie in Canada. Oh. Anyway, now it's time for that match. I said, it says here in my notes, Christian is, is not on honeymoon. He's still dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dead scared of cool cane. Dead scared of not going to itchy and scratchy land. <laughs> I see you, Dana Gold. <laughs> That's gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> Wait. So you're saying there's a chance that Edge be- could become icy champion? <laughs> That'll be the day. What a silly idea. Uh, cool cane batters Edge around while smoking a cigar with the shades on. Even Edge sending Kane into the ring post can't knock his cigar out of his smiling mouth. Edge missile drop kicks Kane right in his injured arm, but cool cigar simply grins cockily. <laughs> I had my good coffee when I wrote these notes. Edge twists Kane's arm like he's trying to get the last Pringle out of the can. <laughs> We've all been there, right? <laughs> but can't because Kane's able to hit a one arm sidewalk slam. Who cares about your Pringles? <laughs> Edge spears Kane, but even the ropes can't help. Sunset flip and backslide fail as Kane delivers an Undertaker tribute big-ass powerbomb as he can't be bothered to land a one-armed choke slam. He's got cigars to chomp and martinis to down. <laughs> I like I like the idea of cigar-chomping Kane. Nom, nom, nom. Very much so. <laughs> Kane retains. This is like a Roger Moore Bond film. Purely <laughs> acceptable, nothing important. <laughs> I think just Kane, just dominant Kane here, just like completely showing up. Edge. Wait, dominant Kane? Oh, that's who I went to uni with. <laughs> you good friend Dom Kane. I'm really Dom Kane. Oh, I can't believe it's that just you. Dom Kane. I can't believe that you did that to your old mate Kane. How you doing, Dom Kane? Shut up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dom Kane. Kane looks great. It's weird to imagine that Edge at some point will become a world champion. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? And feud with Kane. And feud with champion. Kane yeah. in a competitive feud. Yeah. The Dudleys walk backstage and spot Spike. 
The Dudleys again remind him that Molly has caused nothing but issues, so just leave her alone. <laughs> Oof. Okay, Dad. <laughs> Bubba heads out for a singles match with Hardcore Holly. Sadly, no giant pop for either man. Mm. <laughs> Duds defeated the Hollies in a tables match on Raw. I can't believe they actually won their gimmick match. Bloody hell. <laughs> Crowd chants for tables as Hardcore lands the greatest dropkick in all of wrestling. Fuck Okada. Uh, Bubba lands the Bubba Bomb, but crash distracts so Hardcore can land the not a low blow, low blow kick to the low blow. <laughs> Guy has a sign that says, I like rice. <laughs> Hardcore lands the flying nothing. What do you mean nothing? Are you referring to his career as a spark plug? Oh, <laughs> oh slam. I like hardcore. Why'd I write that? Anyway. Yeah, he's, that's crazy. Crash grabs Bubba's leg, and we do the rude warrior WrestleMania 5 finish as hardcore beats Bubba. Bubba manages to not drop Crash right on his head, though, so well done. Oh, because that's what happened to WrestleMania 5. I see. Um, yeah, look, I'm liking the feud. It's not every segment has to be white hot. The no. Harley's, like, the, the Romeo and Juliet storyline with the Montague's and Capulets. Um... But the highlight of this match was me apparently not being bothered to type Bubba's name correctly. And I've put you, Bubba. Um, you, Bubba. I think that might be a good gimmick. You, Bubba. So, yeah, any thoughts there? Um, I, I, I'm enjoying the story between the Hollies and the Dudleys, the Romeo and Juliet type nonsense with them. Yep. Um, fine. Bob and Bubba have a nice little... I'd like to see them have like more of a hardcore match. Mm. I think they'll have some fun with the plunder. Fun with, the, fun with the plunder. Fun with the pl- uh, thunder, if you will. Taking that hotel and dumping every toilet. <laughs> Backstage, Vince offers William Regal a carrot. He declines. <laughs> he said, no, thanks. I'm trying to give them up. Should have done that. Like That's a, a spike ca- mulligan. Regal, man. Just, just, just across the decades is, is excellent fun. Uh, Willie says a limo has been circling the arena. And Vince is like, what kind of limo? So as well, Vince, it has the license plate. WCW one woman crush Wednesday one is here. <laughs> Excellent. And then Vince goes WCW one, and we all look at the we all look at the camera, and even the crowd joins in. No, it didn't. <laughs> Vince doesn't want another Lance Storm situation on Raw as the invasion has officially begun. Storm's name gets a very big pop. How about that for Canada? It's almost like they're in Canada. Yeah. That was, do you know what? The more I think about it, and after seeing it again, like what a great shout it was to have Lance Storm be the first guy out there. I thought it was a great call in yeah. Canada. Yeah. So like everyone knows who he is. So they figured out that Lance Storm would get a good pop in Canada, but they waited until the week after Atlanta to debut Buff Bagwell. <laughs> it's true. Look, I'm just saying... I th- it's I- almost it's so horrifically her- bad mm. that that's why people have conspiracy hats on yeah big top spray painted conspiracy hats that say buff is the stuff <laughs> and he fucked my mum in the muff and all the rest on there <laughs> made a tin foil but it does feel like this is a very last minute.com decision to put the invasion together it I- makes sense though I'm gonna, it is last minute but at the same time Good. They needed to do something. All they this, desperately needed to. put some to. of the Cow Palace. I feel. I feel like the Cow Palace being cancelled was sort of their last draw of we've got to make. We've got to do something seismic. Make, and the, the thing, cows are turning up. The, <laughs> even the cows couldn't be fucked. Um, one of the things that WWF always tends to do is when something goes wrong. Is <laughs> that Vince? I don't think the show's gonna be good. Why? Why? All the cows outside the arena. They sat down. <laughs> Ha <laughs> 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 
just looks out the window and just sees the entire parking lot. We've sat down, lying down. Cows goes, oh no. Storms are coming. Get Lance on the phone. Get Lance on the phone immediately. Oh God. Go on, Tom. What were you saying before I ruined? Oh, right. Um, yeah, because what they tend to do is when something goes wrong, they tend to like really ramp it up. And they'll, they'll oversell something. They'll give too much. And I feel like them just going, right, we need to do something. Oh, fuck it, let's just debut the whole of WCW. Yeah, but at least they're drip feeding it. You're right. That Nowadays they do that and then have them come down once once a show or whatever. But now it's like, yeah, who else is going to show up? And I like that. Yeah, I think They it's... do have a sizable roster. And if, yeah, Hugh Morris, it's like Hugh gives a shit. Was his original gimmick name, but if he showed up randomly out of the blue to do something, it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah, suddenly you're paying attention, aren't you? So they make the most with the little talent they have. Again, this is the talent that they took to um, which network was it? They went, look, we can do a WCW show, and we went, wait, where's Hogan and Sting? And they're like, oh shit, they know what we're talking about. Yeah, that was the best bit for me. Was that whole thing of where they went, we no, we want like all the stars. Yeah, we've got Hogan. Which one? What? <laughs> Doesn't matter which one. It's just say a, again. It's Hogan. Yeah, well, what's what? Why have you got that big bit of paper in front of your mouth? <laughs> so I can't say it. Like, uh, I think he's changed his name, uh, <clears throat> lost his hair, and lost all of his talent, and goes by Horace now. No, that's his cousin. Oh, really? Vince is like, all right, okay, fine, done with us. Uh, Dajiri bows to Vince on the way out of the segment. That we started talking about five minutes ago. He also tried to steal the carrot, and Vince slapped his wrist as he did so. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't want the carrots, but you can't have them. <laughs> Coachman is, then interviews Spike Dudley. He goes, hey, Spike, your brother's lost, and your girlfriend can't be with you, and you suck. Let's see a replay of Molly getting put through a table on Raw. Oh. Jesus, mate. Job would have thrown the to towel in by now. <laughs> And if we get the clip, it's Spike laying on the table to take some of the bump as the Dudleys are hell-bent on putting Molly through it. And they go, okay. And they go, right, fine, take it. Mm. So they powerbomb Molly through Spike and a table. And Molly and Spike then ask for their partners, for their, oh yeah, them two, as they're both dead together. So it's like, Spike, Molly, Spike, Papa, Nicole. <laughs> Spike tells Molly that he really likes her as the crowd pops. Aw. Taz then immediately mocks it by telling Cole he really likes him as well. <laughs> hey, Cole, I really fuck, like you fuck too. Fuck romance. <laughs> fuck romance. I really like you too, Cole. <laughs> Cole explains that there's a video so, sent by someone stalking The Undertaker's wife, Sa Sarah. Sarah. Sarah she's, got no, she's not good enough for the H. Sarah. Oh, no. Why is Sarah suddenly in every Undertaker angle? Go away, Sarah. Now, the, the, the thing, there's two things from The Observer about this. Um, one was the revelation that the woman playing Undertaker's wife is... Undertaker's wife! Sarah Calloway. Yep. She's the real Sarah Calloway. And Not for long. <laughs> oh, for a little bit. Um, so this is also from The Observer. And this is quoted from this week's Do People Have a Life Department? <laughs> Dave. Someone took the stalker's voice from Raw. Like the spooky voice that was like... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Dave Meltzer did that people have a life. Yeah. Okay. Someone took the stalker's voice from Raw and cleaned it up to reveal that the person doing it was Vince McMahon. And the Dave has written, Woohoo! 
What a revelation! Of course, this means absolutely nothing. Somebody had to do the voice, and since it was altered, it could have been Vince or Shane or Earl Hebner or even God himself. Surprised nobody cleared up the video of Steve Austin's hit and run from Survivor Series to find out who was really driving the vehicle that ran over the stuntman. It's probably someone like Hebner or Howard Finkel. If you're one of those people who's just dying to know who the stalker is, get ready for a huge letdown. Does anyone remember who ended up being a honky-tonk man protege or who ended up driving the car that ran over Austin or who the higher power turned out to be? I'm going to laugh my ass off when the stalker turns out to be someone like Albert Big Show or Kane. I apologize. This isn't this isn't the observe. This isn't from the observer. This is from um figure four. Oh, I, I was sorry. Assume, like, very, very out of character for Dave as I was reading it. Oh, I went, that's an, yeah, actually, Alvarez this is Alvarez. Really, okay, that makes sense. Alvarez like, makes Melter much more that, sense. Like, <laughs> people of our life. Alright. <laughs> I'm one of those people of our life, Brian. Okay, well, fair enough. There, uh, thank you for that comment, Alvarez. Thank uh, you, Brian. You can't be Snippy boy. Uh, I mean, he was right, but at the same time, bloody hell. <laughs> uh, Kurt says, oh, um, the sock angles uh, were crap." Kurt says he should be taking on a Canadian hero because he's an American one, but the only one they've got is Ben Johnson. <laughs> Yay! Do you know about Ben Johnson? No, but please tell me the story. The disgraced Canadian hero who got a gold medal and had to give it back due to ah. failing a drug test and then having to do bad stunts like he tried he raced a horse and a car. The horse was not driving a car. There was no <laughs> people involved in the race. And no, he could not run. <laughs> Even on horse steroids, he could not run the horse. Why am I now thinking of... That end sequence from Fast and the Furious with two horses. It's been a long it's been. day without you, my friend. Yeah, this horse driving a car really quietly. And looks right, Ben. <laughs> I like how I like how when Matthew does a horse running, the horse is pumping his arms. <laughs> You're right. I said the horse running. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> the coconuts. Anyway, they'll name the Gretzky Boulevard the Angle Boulevard after he beat Jericho tonight. Also, screw Shane. So, <laughs> a point of reference for Scotland is Braveheart. Point of reference for England is. Uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation, and kind of, it's just Gretzky. Yeah. There's nothing else. Gretzky is the guy. I mean, he did reinvent hockey, in fairness, but at the same time, two Gretzky references? Oof. It's bad form, Peter. Bad form. <laughs> the WF Slam of the Week, sponsored by Subway. Lance Storm super kicks someone, then runs into Shane's limo as Shane yells, Yeah, it's on, baby! Woo! <laughs> yeah, thanks, Shane. Why don't I show those in the clips? Uh, and I'll put Yum Yum Subway. That's me putting... <laughs> The same word twice as Tom's pointed out. <laughs> yum, yum, sub, sub. <laughs> yum, yum, food, food. <laughs> That's got to be sub, Kane. Do, um, let's do some Matthew Gregg um, oh, oh no. slogans for famous brands. So using the Matthew Gregg <laughs> system, right? Uh, DFS. Showing how the sausage is made here. DFS. So it's so the, 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 the sofa company. Slowly, slowly, couchy, couchy. <laughs> Excellent. Um, HMV. Yay, CDs. <laughs> CD, CDs. Yay, yay, CD, CDs. <laughs> Can't even say it. Um, MoneySupermarket.com. <laughs> die, 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 die. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's dark. What is that? Uh, insure, insure. 
That's Thanks. so money super. The fact that I know the jingle, I'm never using that bloody website. <laughs> Go compare. Ah. Oh. Die, 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 die. Redacted, redacted. <laughs> stupid man. Redacted, redacted, stupid, stupid. Stupid, stupid. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I've got the own gimmick. I'm pretending not to know that there is a gimmick because you. you it's like um, kick you in the shin a second time. My favourite was always the greyhound one. Woof, woof, move, move. Woof, woof, move, move. <laughs> that, that, damn it, that greyhound was adorable. No. <laughs> it served its own catchphrase. When's the greyhound from the greyhound advert going to super kick someone? <laughs> and then they can go, 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 go to Shane and the Greyhound Express. <laughs> Those things can move. Quicker than Ben Johnson. Shane got caught because the greyhound stopped five times on the way to its destination. <laughs> And went the long way round. <laughs> it took twelve hours, but we caught up to it. it. Twelve hours, but we got to we got to Alabama. <sighs> Michael Cole clarifies that Jericho beat Show for the hardcore title, but then instantly lost it to Rhino. Oh right, yeah, that wasn't. I was wondering. Wait, did you, did mm. Jericho beat Show for the hardcore title? But then Rhino is the new hardcore champion. He okay, is. great. But Jericho is here. Not worrying about hardcore titles, he's got Kurt Angle to worry about. Mm. Now, Angle sucks chance are loud as always. Some fine wrestling starts things until Jericho misses a top rope missile drop kick. Jericho makes his comeback, and the crowd is at rock levels of loudness. Mm. Uh, for even Chris's simple stuff. Walter Jericho gets locked in, but Angle gets the ropes. Chris dodges a lion salt, Angle gets a blatant low blow before getting an ankle lock. But here comes Shane, who is grabbed and taken out by security. Angle goes through security to beat up Shane in a cool visual, but of course, Kurt focuses on Shane, so Spike Dudley! Yes! Of all people, lands the Dudley dong, so Jericho can line salt him for the win. Bloody hell, I was expecting the Spike Dudley callback from last week, but why it does make we, sense. Why are we calling it the Dudley dong? Because Brian Alvarez typed it as that one week. Yeah, I was going to say, he's written it in this again as Dudley dong. Like in wait, his, wait, he kept it as Dudley, Dudley was, dong again. When I went through his notes, he came up as Dudley dong again. I was like, it's Dudley dong. Oh, so it's not a typo. He thinks it's Dudley dong. He genuinely thinks <laughs> it's Dudley dong. <laughs> That's even funnier. He genuinely thinks it's Dudley dong. Dudley dong. How strange. He hit Kango Dudley dong and then backstage, him and Molly... Well, hit the dirty dog. Huh? Oof. Well. That didn't work. <laughs> Regal says, the security here are bloody useless. You tell him, pal. Angle orders Regal to give him a match at King of the Ring. Tajiri bows to Angle, so Kurt beats him up. Stop bowing. You're driving me crazy. Regal yells at Kurt for assaulting his house boy. <laughs> his word's not mine. Jeez. Again, it's, ah, oh, look, again. It's working in a weird way because, God, Bun Tajiri does get his first match. Got his over. Mm. Anyway, it's Rhino versus Raven. Hardcore title match. The highlight of Backlash. Yeah. Tonight, Tom. Raven batters Rhino as crowd chance for the Canadian. Raven gets his spot. The drop toe hold into a bin as Cole talks about how smart Raven is. Taz mocks him and asks for the exact number of oh. times he's won. What? The exact number? What? I've missed out a line here. I'm sorry. Cole talks about how smart Raven is again. Oh, how, what his IQ is. Right. There we go. So Taz mocks him and asks for his exact number of IQ. Cole gets mad because he doesn't know. <laughs> okay. Taz asks Cole to put over just one joke he does. <laughs> I know that feeling. Bunch of pinch Oh, I put, oh, that's over, the joke. I put that's over at least joke. three of your jokes. Yeah, the, the, the three more than I deserve. A bunch of bin shots follow until Rhino goes a whole bin and gets stick, stuck <laughs> in. Yum, 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 whole bin. <laughs> yum, yum, bin, bin. <laughs> yum, yum, bin. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, I couldn't possibly eat a whole bin. <laughs> I'll have, you order, you order a bin, darling. 
I'll have half of yours. <laughs> no, because I know what will happen. Uh-huh. I'll order a bin, and then you'll go, oh, I wish I had a bin now. And you'll have to have some of mine. <laughs> Two minutes later. You're, the wife, yum, yum, bin, bin. <laughs> and the husband looking livid. Oh, you always eat my whole bin. Rhino. Rhino stuck. <laughs> Rhino stuck. A whole bin. Rhino stuck in a whole bin. Taz goes, how's his head fit in there? <laughs> Raven then twats the bin. The bin head of put here. I guess it does make sense in context. The bin head of Rhino with a kitchen sink. Rhino looks like the last boss of Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> before removing it to go Rhino through a table to end it like that. This is just a few fun spots with little flow, but... And that was the whole bin. Nothing but the bin. The whole bin, nothing but the bin. (laughs) (sighs) Vince asks Austin to reconsider the title shot tonight. Austin repeats everything he said earlier. Good segment. Also, Triple H is injured. No, 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 no. He's really injured. No, 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 no. He's definitely not here. He's definitely, definitely not here. He sees Dr. Andrews and we get these dull bits of real injury. Blah, blah, leg, leg, leg bone, (laughs) blah, blah, foot bone, (laughs) blah, blah. Oh, no, no walkie, walkie, (laughs) but plenty of talkie, talkie. If you're listening to this for the first time, what tends to happen is that Matthew will write his notes up weeks before we record. So it's just like, like this is like if Memento was a classic SmackDown flavored podcast because Matthew will be reading his own notes fresh oh in his own God. eyes. Past, previous Matthew so- sucked last week, but past Matthew's on fire this week. <laughs> No walkie-walkie-talkie. But <laughs> lots of talkie-talkie. Especially when Tom's just ragged on me for going, oh, just say the same words twice. <laughs> just talk like a Banjo-Kazooie character. That's all you need here, pal. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, ow, ow, leg, leg. <laughs> swerved you. <laughs> like, Triple H's quad muscles swerved the rest of his body. Uh, I know why they do this, so we know he's really injured, no angle. Um, and then Stephanie McMahon is mad at Austin for accusing her husband yeah. for being selfish. I think I say Stephanie McMahon is mad at <laughs> being hurt. Yeah, no, Fuck you! Yeah, Stephanie's mad at Austin for accusing her hus- husband of being selfish. I was like, yeah, well done for getting the point of the promo. <laughs> well, <laughs> Brian Alvarez coming out there and past Matthew. Yeah. yeah, idiot Steph. Don't you read the, don't you read the notes? <laughs> but they do kind of set the pace for like... Austin Triple H down the road. Because Austin's like, hey, when Triple H comes back, he better really watch himself. So let's just put a pin in that for now and crack on with the rest of the year. Eddie Guerrero comes back today to see Leader and Matt playing tonsil hockey. (laughs) Eddie's got a Team Extreme shirt on. Aw, he's one of the gang. (laughs) Hey, they've got X Factor tonight, so they should prepare for the match rather than kiss. Come on, homies. We're a team. By the way, of special mention, the best highlight of the team, it's not Matt, Jeff, it's, all, it's not Matt, it's not even Eddie, it's Lita's damn abs. Where did they come from? Yeah, she's getting ripped to shreds. Sure, Eddie walk around going, all right. <laughs> uh, you know what? They're big and got circles on it. They're almost like JVC's boombox. Oh, that bloody kaboom box. Guaranteed to split your fingers open and getting installed. <laughs> uh, it's Albert beating Eddie, thanks to Lita's distraction. And Eddie's post-match linger hug afterwards. Ooh. Trouble in paradise. X Factor with barely any entrance and cold talking all over the dub theme follows. Not a good sign. They should change their name to WWF Attitude Shirt. Oh, It's always a sad sign when they wear the Attitude Shirt. Uh, They've had such a hot start. 
Eddie should have joined X Factor instead and gaslight his way into ousting X Pac, but keeping keeping the name X Factor would have been way funnier. <laughs> Actually, that's a good storyline. That is. He could have made out with Albert's head. <laughs> he would have needed two mouths, but it would have worked. <laughs> when you write your notes, like. Are you on anything? Are you just... Last week, no, but on this week, yes. Uh, <laughs> it must have been good because I can't remember what it was. It's something recreational just to <laughs> help, yeah. the, help the creative juices. Yeah. Jeff cleans house before getting popped into the ring steps by Albert. Taz says he'll try being six for eight. One day, cool. He'll try being six for eight That's one day? That's what Taz said. Well, like it's a... One day, I'll be six for eight. One day, cool. It all breaks down and you can't... And you can tell I wasn't into this that much future Matthew stop laughing at your own jokes you bum <laughs> that's good oh, I hope it's going wow. down I see my shopping list that's amazing how dare past Matthew say that Albert press slams Eddie to the outside but as Matt Hardy gets distracted sorry gets ready to finish off Baldo he gets distracted by Lita checking on Eddie so Albert balloon head bombs him for the win <laughs> as Matt looks concerned I mean if I had Eddie in my group I'd be worried about him staying my last two I mean look at him um, so <laughs> More of this, ooh, what will, will happen with Lita and Eddie? Do you know what will happen with Lita and Eddie? Go on. Fuck all. Yep. Because next week, um, well, I'll just say it here. This is the last time we see Eddie Guerrero on SmackDown. Uh, did he make a few appearances on Raw then? or? Well, no, because something happens over the weekend. Uh, okay. That, that basically says we say farewell to Eddie Guerrero until 2002. Yep. So until the end of next, tail end of next year, when we see Eddie again. So that's the last time we'll see Eddie Guerrero on the SmackDown podcast for well over a year. Well, at least he picked a nice time to do this, and it's not as if the company is in desperate need of new stars and storylines to be finished and everything else like that. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah, more on that next week. Uh, the woof woof move move of the week is yes, it's the screw job finish from Raw. Get your tickets direct to 1997 right now. Anyway, another stalker video airs with Undertaker on his quad bike. I hate this. Rah, rah, rah. What a way to kill the mood. Speaking of killing, here's Benoit. It's <laughs> P.S. You're not getting 5k out of me, Jericho. Um, I was just going to reference the Stalker <laughs> segment. Oh, God, Brian Alvarez got to say. <laughs> stalker dong. Well, well, oh, well look, I liked it because it's kind of like going, hey, look, this person's like got the Undertaker's number, like he's watching him in real life because it was them sort of having a lovely little frolic on a bike, Undertaker and Sarah. Um, Brian Alvarez says, in one fell swoop, Undertaker's career died. Really upset that it showed Undertaker humanized with his wife. Really, he's been humanized since he came back. Yeah, a year ago. So whether they just think like, oh, like look at you with a wife, you must. And his wife's not. been mentioned oh. because that was the whole thing with the who rang the phone that that rang the phone, but was Austin that used Triple H's phone that he discarded, but then rang the yeah. Because apparently Sarah's all over this show. Yeah. Well, you need new stars. Yeah, Undertaker. Can you recommend anybody? My wife. All right, good. Shit. <laughs> they just come from meeting with Bob Ollie where he, he <laughs> presented a PowerPoint presentation with all his ideas. Give me all the belts. Yeah. Give my wife beat everybody. Give my wife all the belts and she beats everybody. <laughs> oh, that actually happens as well. <laughs> Benoit's here. He's got tape ribs. The WF title, sorry, a tag title and a giant pop. 
Oh, but here's guest enforcer Vince McMahon. And I guess we're going to skip the end of this match and just call it. But uh, hey, how can Vince be a heel in 2022? How could he be? That's here? right, by being a guest ref. What do you think I was going to say? <laughs> that doesn't really work, does it? And I put, wow, between Benoit, Austin, Vince, sure is a real lesson on how to treat women. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. You can tell what news just kicked in when I write that. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> Benoit chance kick in as Chris starts giving Austin a kick in. <laughs> Benoit chance kick in as Chris starts giving Austin a kick, kick in. in. Loudest Austin it. sucks chance kick in since Canadian Stampede. <laughs> or if this is still relevant, the latest Power Rangers convention. Because Austin St. John, he oh! was got, he was done a uh, fraud scam. Uh, original Power Ranger? Red oh, Power really? Ranger? Yeah. Oh, you don't hear about that? No. Oh, yeah, the real Power Rangers were talking shit about him. He, he... What was the crack? Oh, I don't know. I this story. This is like you know three weeks ago, so this you know it's a long time ago. I'll have to, we'll we'll come back to that at the end. Oh, okay, put a pin in it. Yes, uh, Benoit, because people hate the uh, when we go off topic on the show. <laughs> Benoit gets a cross face, but he's too close to the ropes. But he simply locks in again in the middle of the rope to a big pop. Austin makes the ropes, still locks it in again. Crowd is loving all of this, so Benoit does it a fourth time. This is how I'd play as Benoit in the video game. By the way, yeah, again, this is just yeah. mashing that certain move over and yeah. over and over. The, uh, 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 noise they do on No Mercy. Benoit sends Austin over the announce table, but Steve overcomes this to grab the title and attempt the cheap shot, but the referee grabs it, so he gets bumped by Steve, which enables Benoit to DDT Austin on the belt and attempts an Air Canada. There are other airlines available, but headbutts the title belt instead. Oh, this somehow only gets two which results in an angry Austin trying multiple pinfalls because he can't believe it. The crowd popping every time he kicks out. So good. Austin, excuse me, gets the sharpshooter of all bloody things and even pulls the, ah, I'm bleeding face from WrestleMania 13 in a nice touch, complete with Benoit reversing into his own sharpshooter with Austin then reenacting his own face again. Ah. Austin reverses the reversal back in the sharpshooter, so Benoit puts in another sharpshooter again. Oof, I'm seeing double. Eight sharpshooters. Four times. <laughs> uh, sharp, sharp, shoot, shoot. <laughs> Austin blocks the three Germans by going low. Benoit's <laughs> motivated by Austin the. Austin blocks the three Germans by moving to Austria. <laughs> That's just needlessly offensive. <laughs> Benoit's motivated by the chance and delivers the trademark Benoit superplex where he managed to land on his own head. Well done, Benoit. Another crossface locked in, and Austin escapes and delivers a sweet reverse suplex on the announce table. Like Fred Flintstone's order, it's nothing but ribs. Oh, <laughs> nice. 10 out of 10. Pat on the back. Vince argues with the referee, which lets Benoit recover enough for Austin to deliver a second, even more brutal reverse suplex where Chris is javelined into the table. <sighs> Bloody hell, Austin. Austin hurls Benoit in the ring steps via his tape before choking him with the WF title right in his face. Benoit kicks out of a spine buster, and Austin's confused facials are really helping with the pops. Boston Crab and Austin ends up paintbrushing Benoit to further booze before both men slug it out in the middle of the ring with the stunner getting countered into the three Germans, who are who, Tom? That's right, Ludwig, Gunther, and Stoffwaffle. Nice, hey! And wait, there's even more Germans. Um, Hasselhoff, Otto Vans, the Scorpions, in all... Ten German suplexes consecutively. <laughs> so good. 
And then Vince gets bumped off the apron. The crossface locked in. It's happening. Benoit's going to win the title. And then Vince comes in and messes up a chair shot. It gets hit with a chair by Austin, by Benoit repeatedly. The chair gets bent over McMahon as Austin rolls up Benoit the title to escape Canada with the title. Oh. Now, I remember this match being good. Yep. But it's actually better than I remember it. This, I think, is... I think it's the best match that we've ever seen on SmackDown to date. Ooh, that's a good... We haven't thought too much about the actual match quality of stuff mm. we have on SmackDown. Uh, it's, it's, it's normally, like, fair to middling, and you get the odd little whoa. Yeah. This, I think, is the best match in SmackDown. So, uh, in, in, in our run of SmackDown, this has been the best yeah. match. I, I'm... Thinking at TLC last week was was probably the best match to date, and then this happened, and it was a heady combination of Benoit being on his absolute A game, Steve Austin playing the most tremendous foil, mm. like he like like working around. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's also extra. It's also worth pointing out that Austin has, uh, you know, Austin's worn down at this point. Uh, he could have done with having, you know. Triple H there to carry some of the, the company, but he's gone. Chris Benoit, according to the Ross Report this week, is having some um, problems in his arm and his shoulder. He's got an MRI due the day Possibly after this. That fucking splash last week. Yeah, he's got, he's got an MRI due, and it could be a pinched nerve. Um, and uh, with all that going on, in Canada, in Benoit's, the crowd are phenomenal. The near falls are excellent mm. it's just it's it's incredible yeah it's it, i genuinely think it's the best match we've ever watched on smackdown if i had a phenomenal apart from tlc3 i would genuinely be looking at matches like rikishi versus triple h yeah or one of those kane versus triple h title matches where they had where the crowd were like <gasps> oh, like just yeah i mean like, so like just in terms of like not terms of like action action work no. just in terms of the crowd reaction what they wanted from it but this, uh, this is a heady combination of what the crowd were clamoring for and also the in-ring action being excellent. Mm. Like, yeah, this, I think you might be right there. This could have been a match with no crowd or it could have been anywhere else on the planet it, and it would have still been an excellent match. But the fact that it's in Canada, it's in Edmonton, and it, it just, in terms of crowd reaction, just tips it over the bar for me. Excellent match. Yeah. Excellent Stunning match. atmosphere. Stunning match. And again, uh, they know how to work Austin is doing a great job as a heel now, I'd say. He's finally found his feet. Again, the first few weeks and months and everything else like that. He was scuppered already by the idea of it. And it's like, okay. But then he was scuppered by Triple H being injured. This happening. Him being hurt. Everybody else being hurt. No top liners. So it's, you know, he's fighting from the ground up. He went sort of too far the one way as a baddie. And, and he started to come back the other way. And now he's more a heel that is in line with sort of the, the mantras of Steve Austin. Yep. Like, you know, which is probably why, you know, maybe I misjudged the whole thing of him, the way he comes out at the start. And it's like, oh, I'll fight you. Mm. But then I think, well, actually, the more I think about it, as the show was, this show has gone on, that's probably more in line with Austin's values. Yeah. And he's also a heel. So mm. that kind of, it's it fits more that Austin would be like, like I'm so confident and so cocksure of myself and the and the the system around me that yeah I'm going to beat you in Canada, mm. just stick it to you. and he does. Yeah. But but he God he takes us on a ride to get there. He I think because as well like like we with with Austin at this point 
he's so good at making others look good. Like if he wants to work with you, then he'll work with you. Yep. And he'll make it. If he doesn't, then you know, hi Billy Gunn, hi Jeff Jarrett, etc. If he doesn't work with you, he won't. But if he wants to work with you, like he wants to work with Jericho, he wants to work with Benoit. Yep. He will make you look like a million dollars yep. as well. But and but if you're already excellent, then that's that's a dream. Yeah, and great he's doing stuff. a great job. Unlike Austin St. John, who was arrested for wire fraud conspiracy. <laughs> Uh, allegedly part of a scheme to exploit the Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program to help businesses affected by the coronavirus pandemic. The Department of Justice claimed that St. John was one of 18 people who scammed the government out of $3 million. What? Uh, according to TMZ, he was handcuffed and arrested after police showed up at his house in the upscale neighborhood, um, Tennis, holding AR-15 guns. Well, of course. He's got access to that fucking red T-Rex. I'd want the guns as well. <laughs> Those involved allegedly attained 16 PP loans who could face up to 20 years in prison if found guilty. The press release the department said on the applications, the defendants are alleged to have misrepresented, blah, 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 Austin St. John said, I don't care about the police. Um, same as posted on his Instagram saying, Austin St. John is a father, husband, role model, and friend to many. The indictment to detail today is populated by a multitude of individuals, the majority of which Austin has no knowledge of and has never met or interacted with. It is our understanding that Austin put his faith, reputation, and finances in the hands of third parties whose goals were self-centered, ultimately manipulated, and betrayed his trust. Just like the Green Power Ranger did. <laughs> <laughs> when his candle burnt down. And oh, the, and, and the... that's right. Oh, well. Uh, well. His candle burnt down. That Red Power Ranger drama aside, this was a lovely episode of SmackDown. <laughs> that Red Power Ranger aside, Benoit Austin was a great one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly, Tom. Hello, the match. Crazy intense. And... I was going to say, the first indictment that the Canadian Crippler could main event and do awesome things. And all right, wait, no, The Rock did that last year. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that was it, because Benoit's, Benoit's been to the, this point before. He and The Rock had a great run around. Yeah. And you know what? I had forgotten. Tim Ross told us it was the beginning right. of the rivalry for the ages, and it never t- panned out that way. I, don't yeah. know whether, I think they both just go cold on Benoit. Uh, you know, and cold on Jericho. But now they're at a point where they, like, we have to lean on well, you. Well, I think they had them down there because they had the main event that's already focused on. But now mm. they've gone it's exactly where Ben Mar and Jericho need to be. It's like, all right, now we're stepping yeah, up. You've got to be there now. We need you up there now. Yeah. And uh, and it's just, it's so good. But then the, the, the snake bit 2001 roster will strike again here. Mm. Um, yeah. With, with one of yeah. these two in weeks to come. Uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, but that was uh, SmackDown from this week. What did you remember from this week? I remember that match. Same. That main event. My, my, I can't, can't pick anything else other than that main event. For me, yeah. this SmackDown was all about Benoit and Austin in Canada. The hot crowd, the the incredible match, the pacing of it, just how excited you were to potentially see Benoit become champion. And then on multiple occasions, you thought, this is it, this is it, mm. this is it. They took us on quite a journey. Excellent. What did you for, what do you forgot? That, that's the rest where, of the show. Yeah, that the X Factor Team Extreme thing just was kind of building to something and then didn't. And then just, just vanished into thin air. Yeah. And I wonder what the original idea for that was. Where it would have ended up going. Um Presumably, maybe it would have led to Guerrero gaslighting X-Factor and stepping in. Because <laughs> X-Pac was walking injured in this one as well. Like, X-Pac was having neck problem, problems. Of He's the always been having neck issues. But they were pointing out again in the Ross report, so maybe, like, Guerrero was going to take over X-Factor. We'll never know. Um, I forgot about Spike Dudley's revenge on Angle. 
Mm. During that match with Jericho, when Shane gets taken away, his spike with the Dudley dog. Not the dong, the dog. Taking out Angle. His Dudley dong. He gets out his Dudley dong. I thought it was great. I love who cares? Like rocking up. Yeah. Brilliant. Great stuff. Oh. So that was SmackDown for this week. What an episode. Thank you for joining us for wow, it. What a podcast. Bloody what, hell. Wow. What a great podcast. What have you got uh, cracking on today? I'll be saying uh, one word twice and then a different word <laughs> twice in quick succession. I hope it sounds funny. Um, and it will. I've had a busy week because uh, return post-COVID and everything else like that. Everything got in the groove on. Done the half-year culties. Mm. Which I can't wait to see people's reactions to because it's going to annoy some people. I can't wait. Uh, more of a podcast with yourself next week. Fingers crossed. The normal flavored podcast, which will be out Friday. It's already been out, obviously. That's how time You've works. You've watched it and listened to it right now. And I appeared on Arcade Pit with Dan Reichert on the Giant Bomb nice. thing. Nice. And uh, no spoilers, but we won. But I had a lovely time there. So I'll plug that. And. I think that's on YouTube now. It's about the Giant Bomb Empire, which makes Scott Hollick look like, you know, Outlaw Mud Show. But I'm very happy to be a part of that. No Botch Mania is out, but it is. Uh, you can only watch it if you're 18 right now because there's some naughty words that'll probably Because oh. I'm still working the assumption YouTube's like 2008. We can say what you like. No one's going to do anything. But now YouTube is uh, not YouTube 2008. No, turns out if you say naughty words, and have Dino Winwood talk about that ECW show with that Divine Brown, the most famous prostitute in all of 1996, show up because she blew Hugh Grant. Um, <laughs> Show up in the arena. Uh, and Do you get flagged for it? Stevie Richards says, Hey, Raven, I've got a, I've got Divine Brown for you. And Raven goes, She's not a big enough slut for me. Oh, my God. Followed by Paul Heyman go, If the following night's action doesn't get you going, then Divine Brown will be giving out blowjobs to everybody <laughs> in the parking lot. The next half of the show wasn't very good, so halfway through the show, the crowd started chatting, Where's our blowjobs? Oh, no. And YouTube were like, yeah, that's 18 rated. And I'm like, is it? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what? It's a fake. What? It, it's a fake. Pikachu cop. reaction. What? I'm like, oh. oh. Okay. Bloody hell, mate. That's funny, though. Bloody snowflakes. Good. good. <laughs> Tom, what have you got for us? <laughs> okay. Um, if you haven't watched it, seen it yet... <clears throat> Uh, read a pretty explosive Desert Island Craps uh, that dropped on Wednesday featuring NXT, former NXT UK referee Artemis, who talks about her reasons oh, for Artemis. So she was hired from France. She used to be a teacher. Uh, she wanted to be a wrestler, but she had health problems, which meant she went into refereeing. She worked for NXT UK, and uh, she goes into great detail about the reason why she left, which you may have already read about on other wrestling sites because it seems to be doing the rounds right now. You can find out why people are talking about it on the podcast feed, and you can watch it at patreon.com uh, next week. I shall probably we'll be back on stream doing some stuff on Twitch on Monday. Um, probably, if we haven't done so already, we'll probably finish off Sonic Origins. I thought you'd already finished it off. I've got about four zones to go. Uh, oh, you didn't do it? Oh. No, no, we're up to five hours so far when I spoke to you on Twitter. Five hours so far. Got to Sandopolis and went, yeah, I've got to stop the stream here because I've got to <laughs> I've run out of time too today. scary. It's too scary. I don't like <laughs> Sandopolis. That weird monster's coming towards me. <laughs> so we'll be streaming again on Monday after one at twitch.tv. Um, what else is happening Wonderful. this weekend? And just, uh, I don't know what else. 
Probably playing some more Stray, but that won't be streamed. That'll just be my own private time. <laughs> if you have anything you want to talk to us about here at the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review, you can send us an email. It is classic at cultaholic.com. And until we are next back together, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Woof, woof, egg, egg. Catchphrase, catchphrase. Say everything twice. Say everything <laughs> twice. Fuck Dana Gold. <laughs> I love you, bye. Like a load of lizards. <laughs> lock, lock, load, load. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 